Hello, I am voting today. This is the 2020 election. It's October 21st and I am attempting a new way of voting independently because just about every time I go to the polls, they don't know how to work the machine for me to vote independently. And I don't really want to try to do a print mail-in braille with somebody filling it out for me. Oh, I've done that too. Basically, I've tried a lot of different voting options over the years, and none of them have been particularly um, satisfactory. So I'm going to try a braille ballot this year, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, and I thought I would podcast it because why not? I don't know if anyone has done that before. And we'll see how it shakes out. So I opened my envelope. I have a big, thick manila envelope here with some uh, papers in it. It is definitely Braille. It looks like it's decent quality Braille. I'm not going to read every uh, bit of this, but there's a spiral-bound couple of sheets here with the title Instructions. And it says, Maricopa Maricopa County Elections Department. It's got the address, the phone number. Um, And then it says, Dear Voter, enclosed in this packet is your Braille ballot for the general election on Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. Good. I've got the right election and the right year. Um, four items are enclosed in this mailing. Okay, let's see what they gave me. This instruction sheet, check. Your Braille ballot, that's important. Three, an affidavit. Sounds very uh, legalistic. I can't wait. And four. A postage paid self-addressed return envelope. That also seems important. Let's see. It is important that you do not discard any of these items, especially the affidavit envelope. Okay. Flip to the next page. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to read every bit of this. When writing, this next page seems to describe how to indicate your vote. It says, to vote, place an X or make your mark directly on top of the two six-dot cells. So they give an example here on the paper of two full Braille cells next to each other. And I guess you draw an X on top of that. So, I don't know about you, but I can't tell if my pen has ink or not. And that seems like such a small thing. But in terms of accessible voting, it could make the difference between my vote being counted and not. So I got a pen from my purse, and my daughter used it recently, so I'm pretty confident it works. But I don't actually know. Do I call Ira or a friend to verify that my pen has ink? These are the things that I should have thought of sooner, but now I'm doing this at 9 o'clock at night when my kids are in bed, and 
don't have a lot of time, but I will probably do that. Or at least I think I will vote and then ask somebody with eyeballs to verify that my ballot at least has markings on it, even if they don't know what those mean. But these are the things that I didn't think about until I actually had a braille ballot in front of me. Anyway, um, let's keep reading here. All contents, all contests involving, uh, involving candidates will have a space for write-in. Oh, they're talking about write-in candidates, which there again, I'm not sure how accessible that is because not everyone blind can write print. I mean, it's all well and good to have a write-in spot, but if you can't actually write, I can write passively. Because uh, I grew up partially sighted. But not everyone can. So that's interesting. To write in a candidate, there will be two, six dot... I think I read that. Okay, I'm going to flip to the next page. Oh, wait. No, I didn't read that part. Uh, there were two, six dot cells following by three space dot... A three space dotted line. This is where you will write the name of your candidate. Okay. Hopefully it's legible when I try. So I don't know that I'm going to write a candidate, but... All right. For example... Okay, they're going to show us one. It says it has the word write spelled out. Then a... Like a I don't know, some UEB symbol. I don't know. I'm not as well versed in UEB as I should be. But then it says candidate... And then it's got, okay, it's got two full cells with a line of three dashes next to it, then a space and some more dashes. It looks like there's three spaces to write in. I assume that's still for one name, not for three names. But it's not the clearest thing. I don't know why they didn't just do a solid line. Interesting. Moving on. For your vote to count, you must, you must sign and return the affidavit with your ballot. Place both items inside the envelope uh, provided and seal it and mail it. Okay. Most of us can sign, so that's not so bad. No postage is needed. Your ballot must, must physically be in our office no later than uh, 7 p.m. on election day, November 3rd, November 5th, rather, 2020. We should be okay. This is October. All right. The post, the post, ah, the postal service requests that you allow six days for your ballot to be be returned to our office. Please mail it on or before October 27th. Okay, good. I'm okay. I'm not late. Just no small thing because with small children, I am late to many things. I'm going to skim through this just a minute. There's a deadline. Okay, go to the next page. 
least the Braille's good quality. Actually, it looks like it was it for this packet. I'm going to go ahead and skim real quickly. I'm going to pause and skim and skim to and reread this to make sure I didn't miss anything. And then I will continue. Ah, I had missed something at the bottom. I t I'm not the most patient person and I tend to skim a lot and miss important things. Um, and it gave, the thing I missed was it actually gave a phone number. If you have questions, it gives a, a name and phone number for a gentleman named Kevin. This appears to be just in my county though, because it's a local number. I can't imagine this guy can help everybody with their braille ballots, but that's nice of them all the same. All right, so I'm putting that paper aside. I believe I have my instructions. Let's see what other uh, wonders are in this envelope. All right, the next thing is titled. It's another uh, spiral bound couple of braille sheets. This is titled Application and Ballot Affidavit. Sounds serious. I am a registered voter in the county of Maricopa, state of Arizona. Do, I do solemnly swear that I am the, the, uh, identical, identical, sorry guys, identical person. UEB symbol that I don't know. Looks like a four or five next to a WH. Uh, name is signed to this this affidavit and that this name and and signature are my true name and signature. So as opposed to signing it I don't know, Paris Hilton. I have not voted and will not vote in this election in any other state during the calendar year of this affidavit and that I personally voted the enclosed ballot or that it was, it was, Marched, a marked, it's supposed to be marked, but, oh, it is marked. I just misread it, huh? Marked according to my instructions because I was unable to do so. I understand that knowingly voting more than once in any election is a class five felony. Well, I would prefer not to commit any of those. All right, new paragraph. I declare, now there's a contraction I don't get to use every day, declare. I declare that I am more than 18 years of age, that I am a qualified elector of the state of Arizona and the county of Maricopa, that I am registered in the precinct listed above in this county and that I reside at the address listed above 
I don't think it listed my address. Where I reside that the date at the date of my registration. I skim back to the top here. There's no address listed above. I wonder if it's in print somewhere. Or maybe it's I don't know. I am a registered voter in the county of they listed my county in my state, but there's no address. I assume it's on my envelope somewhere, but not anywhere I can read. This is a lot of question marks for something as important as voting. Still, I guess I'm glad I tried this. No. It is in some ways the most accessible way I've voted, but I'm I'm a little skeptical that my vote's actually gonna get counted. I should start a poll. How many people think my vote is actually going to get counted? Hmm. All right. Moving on. If a challenge is filed against my uh, my early ballot, I understand. There's the first mistake I've seen. This Braille is actually very quietly. Quietly. Quality. It's good Braille. But the I here in I understand is a small I. Not bad so far, though. I guess it's kind of discouraging that I actually expect poor quality Braille and just about everything. But still, I'm pleasantly surprised for the most part. Here we go. I understand that a copy of the challenge will be sent to me by first class mail and that I... Oh, another small eye. I wonder if it's meant to be that way. And that I may have as little as 48. Uh, 48. Oh, it's got 48 in parentheses behind it in a number. It's got it written out in numbers. 48 hours notice of any, of any opportunity to appear for, for purposes of, of notifying me of a ballot challenge between the time I return my ballot and seven days after election day. Please use the following. Interesting. That's weirdly punctuated. I can't imagine that notice would be provided in Braille. Interestingly enough. All right. Please use the following address. I think I'm supposed to write my address here. Maybe that's the address it was referring to. So I'm going to take my pen. That hopefully works. Now, I can write my address, but not everyone can. And I'm not sure this is the most accessible thing considering it's a Braille ballot. Moreover, I'm not sure how legible I can write this. We're about to give it a try, though. Um, the next line has an address label may be used. Oh, well, that would be accessible if I had one, which I don't. And I'm not likely to get one in the next couple days. Um, let's see. Maybe may be, or maybe used if no address is provided. Notice will be will be mailed to the mailing address 
listed on the registration uh, registration rolls. If enclosed ballot is damaged or you need or you need to replace it, please call us immediately so that we may take take steps to replace your ballot. Okay, I'm going to try to write in here. I don't know, guys. My writing skills aren't awesome. I know how to write all this stuff, but I can't see what I'm writing. So here we go. Three, two. I actually should have paused for this, but now if I pick up my pen, I'm going to lose my spot. I don't know. I can't read it back. I can't read back over what I just wrote to ensure that's wrote that's correct. What if I left out my street? I don't know. I don't love this, guys. I just don't know. All right, next page. And I still don't know if my pen has ink. Okay. For assistance, call. Okay. I would call that number, but it's 9 o'clock at night, so skip that for now. Signature. Okay, I can write my signature. All right. That's easy enough. That time I could feel the indents of what I wrote, but still, if the ink wasn't there. Write about this address. Hmm. All right, signature done. Next one says date. Today's date is ten slash twenty one slash twenty. All right. Next thing says the ballot will not be counted without your signature. Well, that's why I wrote it. It is important that you do not braille. Oh, there's a big piece of tape over this. What is this? Hold on. Hold on. It's important that you do not braille your or sign your ballot. That you do not braille sign your ballot. Okay, I cannot braille sign it. Good to know that that wouldn't count as a signature. So, this is strange. There is a big sticker right on the far right side to the right of my signature, or to the right of the date. I don't know if it's a, I don't know. And it halfway covered the braille on the next line. I should call that number, but it's nighttime. This is so strange. Why would there be a random sticker? It looks more like an address label type sticker, but I sure can't read it. And if I have to use Ira or a sighted friend, then I might as well have not gotten an accessible ballot. Right. All right, that's all for this page. 
And that's done. My affidavit is done. I'm going to put it in the pile on top of my instructions and try not to lose it for five minutes. All right, what's next in my envelope of goodies? There's my envelope. Oh, here's my ballot. It's huge, guys. I'm not going to be able to read all of this. I'll have to. Whoa. Okay. Set my pen down someplace where I don't lose it. Okay, here we go. Seven dash zero zero three nine dash. Oh, some numbers here. EV must stand for something. A lot more numbers, and it says official ballot election title general election election date a colon. Am I supposed to fill that out? Oh, no, here it is on the next line. November 3rd. Uh, 02, I guess it's supposed to be 2020. Hmm. It's a weird way of punctuating. County of Maricopa. State of Arizona. All right. Partisan ballot. Presidential election electors. Vote for not more than one. Yeah, I prefer it that way too. Can you imagine if you're voting for more than one? Well, how would that even work? All right. Anyway, moving on. And it says, I can't tell if this is UEB symbols I'm unfamiliar with or if this is just braille errors. I'm going to go with the former. I'm going to err, err on the side of assuming it's me, but I'm not sure. It says, rep. Interesting. Boyer, Tyler. Okay. And then Coat, Nancy. Or we have Hoffman, Jake, and we have Kern, Anthony, T, Lehman, James, Montgomery, Robert, Moorhead, Samuel, Pellegrino, Lorraine B. I'm skipping these initials sometimes. Sometimes they're I'm reading. Um, let's see. Safton, Greg Ward, Keely, Ward, Michael, 
I'm skimming back to the top here because I don't recognize these names. I haven't exactly done my research. Let's see, general election, election, November 2020, County Maricopa. It says partisan ballot, federal, presidential, electors. Oh, I guess it's just listing these people. I guess they're the electors. Let me look at the next page. Here we go. Aha, now we have some candidates. I don't know what that list really was. And they don't have uh, this, the full cells by them where you can mark them either. So I assume that's... I don't know, guys. I should have taken civics. Anyway. But to be fair, I've never actually read my own ballot. Even the uh, electronic voting machines are... I assume don't read you every detail. Or maybe they, maybe, I, I don't know. It's different. It's a different way of interacting. In any case, on this page, I see the full cells, and there's, it says Trump. And underneath it, it says PS, which I guess stands for, I don't know, Penguin Safety? Personal Sales? People swim? I don't know. And then underneath it, it says... This is very, very strange looking. The next one says... Dem. And it says... Gallardo. Steve. Okay. And then underneath that, it says Heredi, Heredia, it's the last name, Louis Alberto. I don't really know what these names correlate to. Jackson Constance. Kennedy, Sandra, D. Okay, I'm skimming down. There's a list of names here. I'm not going to read all of them, but when I go to the next checkbox, if you will, that's the full cells, it says, it says, Biden. Okay, I guess this is if you want to vote a straight ticket. It didn't say that. Because underneath Biden, it's got Harris. Hold on, I'm going to switch pages. Hmm. There's more guesswork than I'm up for it. Nearly 10 o'clock at night, but here we go. On the next page, it's got... LBT, hmm. then Benjamin, Timothy, Blitz, Howard, 
Okay. It's got more names. I'm not going to read them all. The next checkbox says... Uh, Jorgensen. Cohen. And then underneath them, there's... Oh, there's a write-in space for write-in candidate. I'm just going to go forward. I will mark my ballot, but I'm not going to tell you guys who I'm voting for. I mean, this might be a podcast, but I'm not going to have everything. I mean, I love you guys, but I don't necessarily want to share every detail. Here we go. Next page. United States Senator. Term. Term ex- expires January 3rd, 2023. So they're going to be here with these guys for a while. Vote for no more than one. My first checkbox is McSally, Martha. And the next checkbox is Kelly, Mark. So this is more straightforward. This, oh, behind us, uh, McSally, it said, in parentheses, I had rep for a Republican. Behind uh, Kelly Mark, it has parentheses uh, with the word Dem. That makes sense. That's straightforward. The president one is a little less so. Somebody, I know somebody out there is listening to this test and shouting at me exactly what that was that I was reading. And I'm sure that you are correct but I did not figure it out on this first cold reading of this ballot. I don't know. I will own that there, I don't know everything in the world. I'll reread it before I mark anything though. All right. Write in. I like to write in. Should I write in Daryl? That'd be funny. I won't. All right. There's a little space to write in. Let's see. U.S. Rep in Congress. Actually, I'm going to pause here. I'm going to pause for a little bit and mark the part of my ballot I've read so far. And I will resume with you guys momentarily. Okay, I have voted for president and for senator so far. And I went over and darkened my exes as much as I possibly could. um, In hopes that no one will be confused. All right, so that's done. I'm going further down this ballot. And I never did, even after a reread, figure out what was going on with the presidential race because I have the last name of the presidential candidates I recognized with seemingly unrelated names underneath them. I don't know what that's about. I will perhaps call tomorrow. Maybe I'll ask my husband, but he's sleeping. Don't know. It's very strange. All right, moving forward, we've got U.S. Rep in Congress, District 9. Vote for no more than one. We've got Gellis, Dave, Republican, and we've got Stanton, Greg, Democrat. And underneath that, we have write-in candidate. 
That's pretty straightforward. I'm going to mark that actually with you guys listening because you can't hear who I'm marking on. Correct. I'm just skimming back up to make sure I'm in the right place. All right, let's make this X as dark as we can. It actually, as I'm making the X, pushes down the braille dots, which is interesting. All right, time to turn the page. <clears throat> now we have moved on to state state senators district 26 vote for no more than one in case we weren't sure from the last few times they told us that All right, I am actually not going to record every bit of this. These candidates are all gonna be pretty much the same process. So I'm going to move forward in this ballot a little bit. And when there's a different segment or something interesting, I will share that with you. But no need to have me read you every single name on my ballot. Not that that's not fascinating. Not that you're not enjoying my lovely voice. But no, no one wants a recitation of every name on a ballot, especially if it's not your ballot. All right, so I will circle back momentarily. Okay, I voted for some lesser known positions, but still important, including superintendent. And now I'm on what they call the nonpartisan ballot. Um, and I just finished voting for that. Now I'm on to our propositions, which I thought would be a little interesting to read. Uh, this first one says Proposition 449, a measure referred to the voters of Maricopa County to authorize the continuation, sorry about that, continuation of a secondary property tax levied for the benefit of the Maricopa County Special, special health care district for 20 years as authorized by law. Hmm. Okay. Chapter 31, Title 48, Arizona Revised Statutes. A. Okay, here we go. Here's the meat of the thing. A yes vote will have the effect of cons of continuation of the levy of next page. These are non-interpoint, which I actually appreciate, but it does lead to a lot of page turning. All right. Let's see. Of secondary property tax for the the benefit of the Maricopa County 
Special Health Care District, which includes the public teaching hospitals and the Arizona Arizona Burn Center. Three three behavioral health hospitals and 12 family health centers for for a period not to exceed 20 years which tax is in estimated at uh, 38 per year on a home assessed at uh, $200,000. Okay. A no vote will have the effect of not approving the continuation of the levy of secondary property tax for the benefit of the Maricopa County Special Health Care Districts, which tax will will expire without voter approval before before August 2025. All right, now we have a checkbox for yes and a checkbox for no. I know you were hoping I'd read you one of the more uh, controversial propositions, I suppose. Um, I think there's public school funding and marijuana here and other good things, but my one example is healthcare funding. So I'm gonna go vote on that. I'm not gonna read every proposition. But stay tuned in case anything interesting crops up on this ballot. Now this is interesting. It's getting late at night, so maybe I'm missing something, but I'm reading these various bond approvals for our city, whether or not certain amounts of bonds can be used for certain types of funding. And I got through the first two. They were fine. But this next one, Ah, it didn't appear to have obvious checkboxes. I think I found them. There was more space. The checkboxes typically have been in front. Oh, this is okay. No, I'm just getting tired. Nothing to see here, folks. All right, I will go ahead and vote. No, I was reading it right. I was just looking. I would skim back to the top. I was reading the wrong one. Yeah, this one approval under question three, shall Tempe be authorized to issue and sell a 34,000 or no, rather that $34 million uh, general obligation bond for public safety? 
there it says bond approval yes and bond approval no, but there are no checkboxes. There are literally no checkboxes. And it runs right into the next one, which is question four. Like there's no line space like there typically is. It's like we're moving right along with some very well-written formatted stuff and then boom, there's no checkboxes. How am I supposed to vote for this one? Like seriously. And I can call that number tomorrow, but are they going to get a new ballot to me in time? This is crazy, y'all. We have, uh, we've had voting laws, blind voting laws on the books for years. Years, you guys. I don't know. I'm going to do my best here. Pick up my hopefully inking pen. All right. Let me look back at this one. Let's see, we're on question three. Approval, yes, with no checkbox, and no, with no checkbox. Really? I'm going to put an X here to the right of no, and also underline it. Who knows? We're not actually official here. I'm just going to make it up as I go along. That sounds like a good thing to do with a vote, right? Yeah, okay. Question four. Okay, looks like I've completed my ballot. There were a few more judges to vote on and two statewide propositions. um, That, while interesting from a citizen perspective, are not necessarily relevant to... uh, this podcast. So it looks like I'm completed. I'm, it's getting later and later here by the minute, but I'm going to skim over this. But overall, I enjoyed this. It was interesting. I liked reading in Braille, physically interacting with the text, being able to read the ballot myself. I enjoyed that. And mostly the Braille was quality, except for a few little things like the missing checkbox and the weird sticker label. So I'm going to dog ear those pages and call my county recorder and the number on this ballot tomorrow and see how that shakes out. Overall, it wasn't bad, guys, and I enjoyed it. But I'm not sure that after all the years of collective advocacy we've done, I'm not sure that not bad is the best we should be able to hope for. Still, still I'm glad to have not bad. It's a complicated balance between really, truly expecting and demanding more and appreciating what we have. I'm going to try to do both tonight. In any case, looks like I have voted. Hopefully my pen worked. I also suppose I'll verify that with Ira tonight, but I am tired. I might ask someone tomorrow. Daryl will be voting in person Um, I skipped that this year also because, you know, pandemic, but then again, if he's going to go stand in line, I guess whatever he brings home, I'll have anyway. So not sure how much, uh, virus protection I got from this braille ballot, but it was still an interesting thing. And at least I don't have to wait in line. I'll watch the kids while he goes and votes. Um, we're voting early, so hopefully it won't be too busy, but you know, when you have to wait there for hours, will they, well, five people poke at and tap on the accessible voting machine to get it to work. I don't know. 
it's not as uh, socially distanced as we would hope, but I'm thinking optimistically. I'm sh it might just run smoothly tomorrow. It might be fantastic. I might also get a unicorn. Anyway, let's see. Did I forget anything on this ballot? I'm not in, it looks good. I'm going to skim it over and stick it back in the envelope and call it a night, I think. After I verify my pen works, that is. I guess, theoretically, I could have done that beforehand. Okay, quick add-on to my podcast I just recorded. All right, ladies and gentlemen, after spending 45 minutes working on that Braille ballot, I found out that I just filled out Daryl's ballot. That sticker, that mystery print sticker that was on my ballot had Daryl's information on it. I called Ira to verify that my uh, address and signature that I printed were legible, which they were. My pen was working, for those who were wondering. Pen was working, address was fine, readable, signature was legible. Everything was in the right place. I had my envelope, I had everything filled out and ready to go. Asked Ira what the sticker was. The sticker had Daryl's info on it, which led me to have them read me the envelope, which sure enough had Daryl's name on it. I just spent 45 minutes voting the wrong ballot. I am so frustrated. Hashtag fail. I can't even give this a hashtag. I'm just too frustrated. Complete accessibility fail. Now, granted, I probably should have verified before opening the envelope who it was for. But Daryl did not request a Braille ballot. I requested a Braille ballot. I've still never gotten my Braille ballot. Um, he didn't request one. I did. I still don't know where my ballot is. I have no idea where my ballot is. I don't... I'm pretty confident I don't even have one in print. I have no ballot. And I did request one. Daryl did not. Somehow, he got a Braille ballot that I just voted. And I can't even let him redo it because I've got my address and signature on it. I mean, I could try to scratch it out, but yeah. Yeah, not, not necessarily going to work so well for voting. So I guess after all this time, I'm going to have to go in person and vote at the polls because my ballot was a fail. I don't even know what to say. I'm, I'm going to laugh so I don't cry. That's what I'm going to do. All right, you guys. Hope you have a better vote experience than I do. We're making America great. One valid problem at a time. All right, guys. Stay safe. Stay well. I'm going to the polls tomorrow. I'm not sure I always do things the easy way. <laughs> All right. I hope you enjoyed voting with me and hoping uh, everyone listening had a good voting experience of your own. All right. That's it for now. Feel free to email Allison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N, at blindaccessjournal.com. Or find me on Twitter at Allie Talk, A-L-L-I Talk, if you want to chat voting or anything else. All right, everybody, stay healthy, stay safe.